0: No, don't you that they you know those keep calm and carry on things right you they have got one that says keep calm and get to the chopper (laughs) they do have you not seen that i hate all
1: those keep calm and carry on things they literally make my blood boil
0: well fair enough should we do a show instead
1: yes let's keep (laughs) calm and do a show
0: OK, uh, well, we've started already, haven't we? Anyway, let's say So hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast. This is show 101. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the 100 shows. How many were there in the end, Graham? There were
1: three there were th- in total.
0: There were three, and met a great many thanks to Graham, who, uh, well, there was a lot of blood, sweat and tears involved in getting those shows edited, wasn't there? So thank you very much, sir.
1: It's an absolute pleasure, yeah, blood, sweat and tears and a few other bodily fluids that we don't want to go into, so... Um.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, no, yeah, we're in a new century now, this is show 101, uh, we, uh, yeah, ringing in the changes and uh, actually back to uh, a, a reasonably standard format show, I won't promise anything because who knows where we'll go, <laughs> mm. in, in a week where we've been tweeted for gibberish, was it? Oh, gibberish crap, yes. I was very proud of that. Oh, wow. Do you know how many hours, right? 100 shows must be. It's not quite 200 hours, even we're not that (laughs) long-winded. But that's a lot of gibberish crap for everybody to enjoy. Uh, Anyway, sorry, uh, uh, a slightly informal start to the show there. How are you doing, buddy?
1: I'm doing very well. Um, it's it, it's It was great fun. Well, it was quite good fun putting together all those shows. It was
0: quite, <laughs> well, it was quite, was quite hard. No, you hated it really, didn't you?
1: <laughs> but, no, it, it was great. Um, but I am quite glad that they are all safely out the door now. Um, and I really hope people enjoyed listening to them, even if it is just a fraction as much as we enjoyed getting to go there and put it all together. Um, and, and I know we've said this repeatedly, but thanks again so much to everyone at Ilford for making that out because it was a lot of fun and it was really nice to um to just be able to do that and, and thanks to em as well because he was the guy who hooked us up in the first place and helped make all that happen so much that uh, i hate being nice to em i suppose i ought to say thank you on this
0: occasion <laughs> thanks em i'll say thank you <laughs> i'll be nice to him it's all right yeah I'll be no, I'll be the nice one just for a change. All right, so we got no Rach this week, sadly. Um, uh, she has a client meeting at our t- chosen time of recording, uh, so she uh, sends her apologies. Um, but we do have uh, a super special guest, do we not, Graham? we do well i mean
1: show 101 is in some ways much like room 101 you know it, it's the place we're
0: all well, it's host, oh, hosted oh, by frank skinner <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah no one's gonna know what that is no you know room, room 101 is where all the horrors of the world are kept actually that seems like a bad introduction for our guests sorry this is a very special room Ooh. because this is the room where all the wonders of the world are kept Ooh, good recovery are... yeah o- thanks. almost
0: no it's seamless <laughs> <You> <laughs> no really seamless <laughs>
1: Uh, you can tell it's a bit like after school. <laughs> um, we are delighted to have with us tonight a gentleman who has been working very hard to make a name for himself in the run up to the start of a new business, which well, I'm very excited about. I think you are too, eh? uh, is Paul Mackay, the uh, founder, CEO, Head Dogs Body and all around um, top dog, at Analog Wonderland. Uh, Paul, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you so much. Um, when I when I dreamed of coming on Sunny Sixteen, I dreamed of being introduced by saying that it was like going to a room full of all the horrors of the world. <laughs> actually, that's uh, it's already it's already you know exceeded all my expectations. No, it's <laughs> lovely to be with you both. I've heard obviously a lot of you on the uh, on the podcast before, but to be actually in a virtual room with both and Jeremy themselves is wonderful. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. I see. Well, I'm glad that we've got somebody on here who's going to fight fire with fire. So <laughs> um, you have been really proactive over the last few weeks in the build-up to the launch of your new business. But uh, as we all know, not everybody's on Twitter and Instagram and may not be familiar with what an- Analog Wonderland is and what it's going to be. So first off, Paul, Please, could you let our listeners know what this is?
2: No, of course. And um, so, Analog Wonderland is a is a UK online film shop. So we're we're specialising in photographic film. And um, we're going to have over one hundred and seventy films from launch. Um, and it's going to be a place where where people can go to hopefully explore and find films that maybe they haven't come across before. Stock up on all the, the classics, of course, and also for people who who haven't done film photography before or who haven't yet. got to grips with it there'll be there'll be places on there where they can learn about it and hopefully hopefully join the community that is that is so fantastic
0: sorry can i just ask a clarifying question there 170 Mm. films
2: yes 170 and i have (laughs) written film descriptions and found sample shots for all of them so i can i can promise you it's there (laughs) i mean the thing that wow
1: Yes, very much well. Um, Double well when taken and the understanding that this is not your full-time job. You have a proper um, grown-up job that keeps you very busy um, almost all of your working life. Um, So this is something that you have taken on uh, as a a side project. (laughs) It seems like it's far too big to be a side project, but um, what was the thing? Because... I think I first became aware of you, um, I think it must have been post-Christmas. I think I, I started seeing you popping up and, you know, starting to really get engaged with what was going on. I think that's right. I mean, I may be out on my timing there. Um, is that about right for you, Paul?
2: No, definitely. I mean, it's it's something that's, um, I think it's been in the back of my mind for a while. But I think coming to the end of 2017, I think I saw a few different things really coming together that, that means that now is, I'm not sure there's ever a perfect time to start a business, but in terms of the bringing this kind of retail store to to the film photography at this moment, it feels like a really good time. So, as I reflect, and, and you guys know know as well as anyone, 2017 was the best year for new film launches since well early 90s or even the 80s. You know, both the the small guys, um, you saw Ferrania, Berger, Japan Camera Hunter, all releasing new films, new emulsions, and then of course you've got the announcements about ectochrome and that's carried on this year so the first time we're getting a whole load of new films come through at the same point i think i'm sensing and and, and again you talked about this with ilford last year so it's good uh, last week sorry so it's good to hear people people are recognizing this is that the the film photography industry feels as though it's sort of got to a stabilization point um you know, those those annoying debates about film versus digital technical stuff, that, you know, appears to be going because we're now at a point where the debates online have moved to, you know, is the iPhone going to kill the DSLR or, you know, is mirrorless better than, you know, so the, the technical debate appears to have moved away. So film isn't trying to compete with digital anymore. And, um, you know, if people want just snapshots, they're going to use their phone. They're going to use their, you know, the iPhone that can see in the dark better than the human eye practically now and that. Um, professionals are always going to need that, that digital um, large body to be able to deliver what they need. And, and so film photography, sort of, it feels like it stopped competing with those two because now technically there, there is a very clear difference. And, and it's moving now into a world where it's, it's a hobby, it's a process, it's a, something to enjoy and take your time on. And, and that's wonderful because that's where its strengths really are. So that's, that's two sort of industry things that we're seeing. And then the third one was an insight that sort of hit me over Christmas actually, because it was my um, younger brother who, who inherited a, a film camera from his father-in-law, or at least picked it up from the cupboard, um, and had never really seen anyone use a film camera before, which for me was quite mind-blowing. I mean, he's only a few years younger, but I sort of fell into film photography, uh, you know, in my teens and stayed with it, whereas he grew up in a world where, you know, our parents had moved to digital by the time he could remember. And, and, and he, he picked up his camera and was like, this is amazing. This is a beautiful machine. It's fun to shoot with. um, I wanted to know about it. So the sort of the third thing is we're seeing people come through now, artists and photographers uh, who have never used film photography before, but are really excited about it. And they're over the digital stuff. It's not a novelty to them to have an iPhone or a digital camera, but to have something where I think Rachel said it a couple of weeks ago, like chemicals and light produce a photo is different and mind boggling and really exciting. And that's, that's really interesting. So yeah, all those three things sort of coming together uh, uh, meant that after, as I reflected at Christmas and afterwards, it felt, it felt like the right time to sort of start something.
1: So obviously there's already um, a lot of places that people can buy film. I mean, you're going to be a UK-based um, store, but, but it's an online store, so it's uh, the whole world over, I guess. But people can already buy a lot of film from pretty much anywhere they want to with the internet. What was it that you felt you could bring to this market um especially bearing in mind that, as i said this is a this is not your day job you have a good day job and they have got to be easier ways to make money than what you're taking on with this <laughs> what did you think was missing and what 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 are you bringing to this party
2: but to be clear like yes you're right this is not a a this is not my get rich quick <laughs> plan i think it's a, it's a get get poor slowly plan um the uh so no this is not about money at all it's um I do have a day job. I'm not sure it's grown up, but it's definitely a day job. And it's, you know, in sales and marketing, I've spent my, my whole career in sales and marketing. And I think that's what that's what's allowed me to, I think, really think this through from a meaningful way. Because the only reason I'm doing this is because I think it'll be valuable for the film community and I think it'll help them. And the reason that I think what we'll be able to offer will be something slightly different and useful, most importantly, is, is a couple of things. Going back to that point about, you know, all the new films launching and a lot of small film manufacturers as well, Revelog, Double, Kono, as well as, um, as well as the big guys. The, the, the challenge that those guys face is, is, is getting those films in front of people and getting distribution and, and, and making it easy for people to buy. Um, you know, they all have their own e-commerce websites in, you know, Spain or Austria or wherever they're based, but that's not an easy way for people to buy. And that's a real limitation on, on being able to get get new films and try them. And that's a real shame because these films are amazing. They're great fun. But if you have to buy, you know, one or two rolls and pay for delivery from Austria, that's always going to be a limiting factor. So the first thing that we're offering, you know, 170 films will have all the all the classics. You'll be able to get, you know, your HP5, 35 mil. You'll be able to get your, 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 your Velvia and everything like that, your Deltas, but you'll also be able to get these... Uh, boutique films, we call them, these, these small manufacturer um, made by people who are passionate and brilliant at what they do um, easily uh, and within the same package. So you can load up on your, <laughs> on your classics and then try something new for it with a very, very low, low difference in cost or, or effort. That's one thing. And then the second thing that I think we're really very passionate about making sure that we try and do is making film photography fun and accessible for everyone. That's really our, our sort of our mantra, our focus. Because when we see people, and I mentioned it earlier, people coming to film photography fresh, you know, whether that is finding an old camera from their parents or their grandparents, or if they've been seduced in a charity shop or, or a lamography store. We've uh, all
1: been seduced in a charity shop.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the most romantic of, of, of places, as we all know. Um, However they, they've come into it, you know, we've all had those conversations with people where they're like, this is amazing. Do people even make film anymore? Or, you know, where do you get it? Which one do I need? So what the website will do is not only be able to, for people who know film photography very well, stock up on classics and try something new, but for people who are brand new to it, they can come here and, and get a resource that says, look, if this is the kind of photography you're interested in, these are the kind of films that, that you should start with. We're working with um, some uh, various people to help that. So um, we're, we're currently early stages, with a partnership with um, a fantastic YouTuber and photographer um the the channel's film freak where freaks with two e's where she um she does reviews and posts about uh film photography and and creative films and film super and things so she's working with us on on creating instructive videos for sort of you know what does a 35 mil film look like and how would you load it you know what's the difference between that and 120 uh 120 format um you know what does red scale mean all these all these things that that are around the terminology it's really I'm picking it and making it easy and accessible for people who who, are, who aren't maybe geeks and or who've spent lots of time on the website to very quickly pick up because my belief is that as soon as people try this stuff and as soon as people you know really get it then they will fall in love with it and we'll see that increase in industry and increase in people shooting film photography so it's those two things really it's one is making sure that the range and offering is there and the ease for people are there uh, and then two the education for people coming in new
1: so what side of this is the part that excites you most? I mean, is you you point out, you've got a lot of um, uh, the boutique films coming in. Is it that side? Is it bringing these less available films to the wider market? Is that what's really driving this through? Or is it just the desire to put together a one-stop shop?
2: It's it's a bit of both. It's a bit of both. I think the one-stop shop is personally very appealing just from a, I mean, I I don't know where you guys buy film from, but. I've definitely bought from a multitude of shops constantly, and 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 there's pros and cons to all of them, right? And and what I'm hoping to design with Analog Wonderland is something that is all pros and and no cons. So, one-stop shop, great range, great um you know great prices, easy delivery, um, regular deals, regular activity, market activity, promotions. You've already seen some of those happen even before we've gone live. So sort of that excitement and ease and convenience. But as well, like I, I love, I love being surrounded as I am right now with uh, these amazing, creative, cool new films that I've, you know, not shot before or I'm in the middle of shooting, um, because the passion when you speak to these manufacturers is is incredible, and this is where I take a step back and I think of it with my day job hat on. You know, what's a healthy industry is one that has some big players who know what they're doing, who have been there for years, who are who are putting out consistently high quality, brilliant products. And that's, you know, the Ilfords and the Kodaks. That's brilliant. And that's that's there. And, and I love the interview and some of the things that were said last week. That's really reassuring for, for the future of the community. And then the second thing is is innovation and news and people trying stuff and people who, who have grown up in photography just seeing what happens and you know applying new technologies. So like the double and the the revelog stuff that's run through digital machines to create the emulsions. So that wasn't possible 20, 30 years ago. And, and for some reason, these crazy guys have put together something that, <laughs> that we've never seen before. And in 120 years of the same basic chemical process, they found a way of doing something new. That's amazing. Um, so if we don't support that innovation, if we don't give a platform to that innovation, the danger is those companies can never really get the users and the distribution that they deserve. And And that innovation dries out. So what I hope to be able to do so for, for people who are shopping for film photographers, you know, I've talked about it. I want to make sure they have the products they want, can find new stuff and get great, great, great customer service, great delivery, great prices, all of that. But for the manufacturers as well, I want them to look at this and say, thank goodness, we've got someone here who we can ship a whole load of stock to. They will help sell it and and make it relevant to film photographers, which frees up my time to, <laughs> to play around with more films, to try new stuff, to test new stuff, you know the nicest possible way i want i want both the big players like ilford but also all these small guys to say thank goodness and like wonderland's here because we can upload off- that part which isn't our core business and we can spend our time making these incredible products and brands that uh, that photographers love
1: so when you're running the, the the small brands and the big brands at the same time I and mean, obviously the store hasn't even opened yet so this <laughs> is this is all looking to the future um do you think it's going to be easy keeping stuff in stock from these boutique stores? Because I can't imagine that they're producing in massive quantities. Um, do you think supply lines are going to be nice and easy to keep constantly flying so people can always get the stuff they're after?
2: <laughs> uh, it's, it's <laughs> that was a nervous laugh. Yeah, it's it's a big unanswered question. I mean the, the the short answer is yes, of course, of course that's what we're working towards. Now what's been really interesting and bear in mind that I started um, well as you said i started reaching out to people in january to get this the, the ball rolling um, and very quickly firmed up a may sort of launch date so we knew we always had this lead time to, to get things in place ironically it's the, the, the small boutique uh, guys who have delivered um <laughs> full availability of film on time promptly beautifully done um it's actually some of the bigger guys who have struggled to get me all the quantity that i need on all the lines that i need um Which has been a bit of a surprise. Again, we're fixing it, so things are coming in. And even if things, you know, we'll have everything at launch. uh, And if things sell out fast, then then you know, reorders will be in by by ten o'clock in the morning. But the reason they're saying is they're saying their their volumes have picked up in the last three to six months unexpectedly, and the big guys haven't necessarily had the agility to move immediately to plug that gap. And that's incredibly exciting as a film photographer to hear that because uh you know these guys jobs to 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 have a business that anticipates that and and they've been pleasantly surprised by demand so that's very encouraging but yeah of course a big challenge will always be with retailers making sure that we're anticipating what people will want to buy before they've even gone on to buy it and one of the things that's keeping me up at night (laughs) in this week is uh is 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 how we've done on our our estimates for friday um because, I mean, we've bought, so we've got three and a half thousand rolls of film um, that's coming ready for launch. So while I'm confident that that covers <laughs> people's uh, overall needs, it's really the question that of have mixed, because that's across 21 brands, 170 lines. So if everyone comes on and everyone wants to buy exactly the same Revolog uh, film, then I think we'll, you know, we'll have trouble straight away. But of course, we'll fix it fast. And. And that will also give the, the, the small boutique guys the consistency that they'll need because I'll be able to sit there as a buffer from short-term demand spikes in their production lines and then say, look, you give me a monthly shipment and even if one week is particularly tough, I can manage that. Which again, goes back to, to making sure that for photographers, it's easy for people to try this stuff, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. So you've mentioned a few of the brands that you've got. I mean, obviously you talked about Kodak and Ilford um, and you mentioned Double and Revolog. Um, who else uh, can people look forward to seeing on the store?
2: Well, I mean, the the goal is every brand that exists today in production will be listed and represented. Um, now, there are some that that production is uh, has meant that we won't be able to be for launch, but they'll be there shortly. The, the number one on that one is probably Berger, who um, sold so much of their film uh, from from their initial launch campaign that they're re- they're producing now in order to in order to supply me. Um, but we're going to have everything so you know we've got we'll have sinestill imported from the US we're going to have japan camera hunter uh, imported um, from there although it was actually made in europe um we've got uh, all the instax range because you know instant photography is going through a renaissance of its own um, at the moment both polaroid uh, originals and fuji and um, in fact today fuji saw announced the new instax square the truly analog one not the hybrid one mm.
0: Mm, so, yes, so we'll, we'll that as well a, yeah.
2: Yes, yeah, so we'll have all the instant films in there as well, because that's a huge part of, of what's going on at the moment with film photography. And um, so really, I'd, I'd say <laughs> I I would hope that um, anything anyone can think of that's currently being produced will be on there film launch. In fact, even some stuff that is no longer produced um I'm, I'm desperately trying to make sure that we have some APS film
0: on there from the start. Ooh, that's that's <laughs> going to be niche. That's... <laughs> well,
1: at the very least, Robert from London Camera Project will be very, very happy to hear that. I put it
2: out there on Twitter and a couple of people were excited and a lot of people were indifferent. Um... <laughs> yeah.
1: They were the correct people, the indifferent ones. But Robert has so much enthusiasm. It, it well, more than what? makes up for it.
2: But I think it goes back to the reason that we, that we exist is, is, I don't want any camera to be uh, left behind you know and some of the aps cameras are beautiful um
0: mm, some of them <laughs> some of them yeah. no of i'm with you on i'm with you on that one cuz have it shooting a 110 camera as i do for our cheap shots challenge that you know the the sometimes the, it's yes yes occasionally <laughs> um uh, it is uh, yeah you know it, there's only one manufacturer that i know of that i can buy you know 110 film from so it's uh, right. so uh, yeah it's, Interesting. That's
1: a good question, eh? Will there be one ten film
0: for sale? Yes, there will.
2: So are oh, you
1: gonna have Lemongary stuff in the store? Yes I will. Right. Ferrania? Uh, yes. Silbera? <laughs> <laughs>
2: this this could go
0: on quite yeah. a while. <laughs>
2: I, I just want to keep going until I
1: find one where he says no and then I'll be happy.
2: <laughs> no, Silbera and Ferrania again are ones where um the volumes will be quite low so unless you're on first thing in the morning i would expect uh, maybe to, to struggle at the start but again on on everything that will be low volume there's more stock coming in, in in the next week or two
1: that's really cool i have to say i am actually very impressed by the the breadth of the range i'm so glad that i don't have to deal with managing that um can we talk a bit about your own photography because uh, what i really like it, it, there's as i said to you before we got on it's quite hard to to research into you, you personally because um although you've been very active on instagram and twitter since january in the build up to the um launch on the 18th this coming friday um there's not much about you and your photography out there but you do have some pictures on your instagram feed and it's very clear that you are a photographer that one likes to travel but two yeah likes to really experiment as well so you're kind of getting the best of all worlds because normally I think well if you're traveling you'll just take something very vanilla and just enjoy the traveling and if you're stuck somewhere boring you'll try and experiment but you seem to really be getting into both what What are your own personal photography habits like?
2: <laughs> well I think um yeah I, th- I think you hit the nail on the head there where the experimentation and and I, I find myself going through phases so I think um first of all uh, like many of us my camera collection started with one and, and now is over 15 um, with, with a multitude of formats. So 35mm, 120 in stacks, Polaroid, 110, you'll be pleased to hear. Um,
0: and, and I go through
2: real phases of, of getting obsessed with one certain setup and then moving on. But you're right, it, it's not a uh, while, while before big trips, I'll always, you know, I'm um an R ah and want to take five and end up down to two and back again. Um, I, I do like to try and, and mix it up. Now, I must say that um, when it comes down to important trips, yeah, it is a very deliberate choice, and I'll always take two or three sort of complementary setups, if that makes sense. Because um, I, I don't like taking multiple similar cameras or films, just, uh, so then when the mood strikes you, you can move around. Um, but, yeah, so I think if you saw the ones from Instagram, then there's a lot from last year from a three-month camping trip around Africa where I had uh, Olympus OM-1. Um, I had a Fujin Stacks Mini and I had
1: a Lomography LCA. Oh, good camera and and a couple of other ones. That's pretty nice.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, no, the LCA is brilliant, isn't it? (laughs) Uh,
1: Okay. now listen, before we move on further with that, you did mention before we talk about that you went to North Korea with that LCA. (laughs) I need to hear more about a trip to North Korea with an LCA. Uh,
2: Yes, there is... um, Yes, there's, there's a lot of stories from that trip. Uh, it was a week long. Um, I ran the Pyongyang half marathon, started off. Um, I went with a couple of photography friends, actually. It started off, well, in truth, it started off as a conversation in the pub, as all trips to North Korea should.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Seemed like a good idea at the time.
2: <laughs> exactly. It's one of those where sort of my friend mentioned it, and he's into running, so it starts off as the marathon, half marathon discussion. And I wasn't really interested in that. And then uh, we were like, photography would be fun, wouldn't it? And we sort of had this, you know, semi-drunken chat about how cool it would be. And then a week later, we find ourselves in a pub again. And we both sat there and we're like, but it would be cool. <laughs> um, and and one thing led to another, and we ended up in North Korea. So, uh, yeah, we <laughs> Did the half marathon, we and just um, kept running until you crossed the border. No, you were not allowed to do that, to be <laughs> clear. <laughs> they frown upon that immensely. Um, um yeah, and then, and then afterwards, you follow you, you have a tour around the country. Um, uh, and, and I took along, uh, yeah, an LCA um, and an intertax again. Um, because there is it's hard to know before you get there, um, exactly what the rules on the photography allowed will be. Um, but the general guidance we had beforehand from the from the tour company was um, don't try and look too much like a photographer.
1: <laughs> oh, well, now it's becoming far more clear why you <laughs> the Instax and the LCA.
2: <laughs> exactly. So if I turned up with the full uh, OM1 setup with all the various lenses and things uh, in my old traditional brown leather case, it might have been a bit suspicious. So, um, yes, yeah, so we took that and, and it, was, it was brilliant fun. I mean, in fairness, taking an instant camera into North Korea was in retrospect, a brilliant decision, because some of the conversations and interactions we ended up having around that were uh, fairly unique. I think, again, there's so many stories, we can, we can go to the pub and tell this, but I think my favourite one of all time ends with the fact that somewhere in the world right now there's a North Korean army colonel who, on his mantelpiece, probably has a photo of me and him on an Instax Mini
1: brilliant yeah. absolutely
0: the, in, I, you can't beat instax for that sort of thing the 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 interaction with people you know or and not, sorry brand non-specific instant photography in yes, general exactly. is is the it, you, you, there's just nothing quite like it for making connections with people
2: well it's incredible because the um funny, all right telling you a bit more of that story it was um we we're at the demilitarized zone but on the north korean side um, being taken around by this army colonel, and the general rule of thumb was um, for any photographs, especially in military situations, uh, ask permission and make sure you get it before you even touch your camera. Um, and uh, someone asked, you know, can we take a photo of this colonel? And and the translator asked him, and he went off on this massive rant in in Korean. that was basically a, a very violent no. Which happens. And we're like, okay. And, and the translator explained, she said, well, the problem is that he's done this before with tourists. And, um, and he says, yes, you can take photos, but only if you send me one afterwards. And everyone takes a photo on the digital camera. And then, and then he never gets a photo sent to him. Um, so he never gets to see the results. At which point, everyone in the group, who obviously knew I had an instant camera with me, turned to me like, "Paul can solve this problem." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like really, pushed to the front of the group. Hello, Colonel. Um, and uh, someone took a photo of um, of me and him, me looking very nervous. It must be said. Um, and uh, and then gave him this this photo. And um, um, we just sat and watched it develop. And that was the nervous, most nervous I've ever been in my life. Is This is not the one to have screwed up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can I? I've got to ask. I've got to ask. Did he shake it?
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He did not shake it. Thank goodness that cultural uh, meme has has avoided North Korea. Yeah, and um, but while he was while he was looking at it, I then took another photo uh, on my instant that I've I've still got of this colonel looking at the photograph in the demilitarized zone on this morning. and, oh sorry and as I say the end result was he, um, he He. when it developed he nodded put it in his uh, jacket pocket take home and then said yes photos and uh, there we go solved that's the diplomatic crisis very
1: cool that's where very... I have one question um, mm. uh, was General thumb the uh, Colonel the boss <laughs> oh
0: god <laughs> <laughs> Is that... uh, okay no, don't worry about it
1: don't worry about it uh, amuse <laughs> <excuse> me um <laughs>
0: Ah oh, <laughs> so, dear, that's not even a Korean-sounding name.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it might sound different. racist. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, so the LCA. So quite clearly, um, when you go out, you're quite happy to take cameras that you, you know, you're prepared for that they might not behave as you want them to. When you're choosing the films that you like to go out and shoot with, are you quite experimental with that as well, or do you is that where you will play it safe?
2: i think it's it's situation dependent a bit so um if it's just a, a, you know a wander around london um places that i know before nothing necessarily special to do then i'll i'll take you know something experimental or a camera that i'm not sure <laughs> will will behave itself or anything like that um going to situations where where i will want to make sure i get something back that's uh, an accurate representation is is where i play it a bit safer so um, I mean, going going to East Africa, I mean, I had to take a shed load of film. Um, that was the only time I took – the reason I took two cameras of the same format was because then it, it meant I didn't have to bring two different film formats as well.
0: Yeah, I've had that. Yeah, yeah that's definitely helpful in that instance.
2: Yeah, you do, you don't want to end up being like, yeah, exactly. So um, managing the stock and everything. So um, there I had 80% of it was what I'd say is uh, reliable stocks. That was – for me, it's Ilford HP5. Uh, Fuji Velvia, I mean Velvia in in Safari Land like the colours is just unbelievable um, and then Kodak Portrait, uh, the 160 is probably my go-to for colour neg but of course within that I also think I had a couple of um, I think I had some cheap slide film that I cross-process and, um, uh, and what was the other one that I had? I think it was just an expired one that I wasn't sure whether I'd already shot before so it, I'll always have something in there But but definitely knowing that I'd want to bring back some photos that didn't have, like, a lion double exposed with a building by accident. Um, I, I, I fall back on those three probably as the most.
1: And have you had a chance to try out many of the films that you're... Or many of the more unusual films, stuff like The Devil, um, that you're going to be stocking? Have you had a play with many of those yourself, or is this going to be the first time you've come across them?
2: I, I've started. I've started, but <laughs> with um, with one hundred and seventy I think personally I've used probably between 20 and 30 before starting this journey, which is still quite a lot, um, but scratching the surface, uh, which is really exciting. So I think I've got a list now already of ones that have been siphoned off the top of the stock for, um, for, for personal testing. It's been made slightly more complicated by the fact that I got slightly excited in some of the conversations a couple of months ago and have started working with one of the film manufacturers in Europe on a unique emulsion format uh, presentation that, that isn't in the uk at the moment and i ended up awesome doing, which i ended up doing quite a few test shots on now that's not going to be ready for friday that's coming probably in two or three months time um but yeah so i've, I've been I, I got a bit distracted by test shots on that because that needed some some immediate feedback but
1: so what, yeah. what kind of film is that going to be
2: <laughs> time for another podcast <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least,
1: give us the vaguest of hint. Is it black or white or colour? Come on, Paul. We need some scoops.
2: This one is going to be black and white.
1: It's going to be black and
2: A lot white A lot easier at this stage of the industry to to work uh, with new black and white rather than rather than colour.
1: Cool beans. Well, that's always good. That's always good. So we can look forward to an Analog Wonderland branded film. And, oh, a follow-up question. Um, what sort of surveillance film is
0: this one likely to be made? <laughs> <laughs> Objection, Your Honour. Leading leading the witness.
2: Down the All gun. of the <laughs> exposed by this investigative journalism It's shocking. <laughs> Yes. no well that sounds really cool that sounds really good it's, I mean, yeah, is Jerry, about...
0: paxman is his surname you know that's that's where that's <laughs> well, where the, the jeremy the really way. that's where the jeremy really comes from it's a paxman reference
1: <laughs> uh well that's very good it's good good to have something to look forward to i'm in, uh, i mean it does sound uh, you've managed to cover the entire range is there anything that you really want to be in the store that you haven't managed to nail down yet um because there's some things that i know that um can be bought elsewhere from you know companies like nick and trick um actually don't know else, but that um aren't that they are doing the work to roll them themselves stuff like the um 50d and the, the you know the 250d the, the cine films um is there anything that you would like to get in a store that you just have not been able to get put together? Are there any white whales that you're still like, ah, oh, that... Or, or, you know, or some films that like the APS stuff that's no longer around that you'd really like to track down stocks for? Uh,
2: yeah, it's, um I think there's some, some films that, um, as I say, either aren't in production... Uh, are low on volumes by the manufacturer at the moment like Berger that we won't be able to have on Friday necessarily, but we'll have obviously a lot of others that are very similar that I'm looking forward to them bringing in, in the, in the coming days. Um, but from a, from a, from a totally new or setup, up, um, it's definitely something that's on my mind because I think I look at the work that people do to hand roll and things like that and, and brand their own. Um, and that's, that's brilliant. And, and, you know, we joke about the, the black and white film that's coming, but I do see it as the start of a range. Um, now of can, course starting. Can I, with, oh sorry, yes. It, can, I,
1: can I interest you in two hundred and
2: fifty feet of Kodak two hundred T
1: tungsten from uh, that's
2: very tempting. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll put it we'll tell you what, we'll put it on the on the um if you brand it, especially like uh, Graham branding,
1: then Ooh, I'll yeah. put it
2: on the website and we'll uh, see if anyone wants to buy it.
1: Sounds like a good plan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you have to ship it from your own place. I'm not touching that myself.
0: Oh god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh dare oh right. so, I dare sorry Paul so move, you, moving, so on, moving on <laughs> yeah,
1: moving on yeah but you think so, hopefully so th- th- there is a distinct possibility that we might see more of these um hand rolled stuff or, or stuff like that coming through um in the future
2: Well of course, because I think the, the 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 things that small manufacturers can do very well is find um roles of film, surveillance film, cine film um other other elements that uh, are not currently being distributed as 35 mil or medium format or similar, whatever it is. Um, and they can do that kind of thing with either machinery or just with with time, love and, and excellent branding. So it's for me, it's about enabling those people to then have a distribution uh, network and, and a retail outlet for things that they're trying. Um, I mean, you look at Washi, for example, what they're doing, and it's incredible. So they've got you know the film that they're doing where it's coating emulsion onto paper backing, um, to give a really unique film, uh, a unique feel and look. We're going to have that from launch in, in, in 35 Milan 120 format. Um, but they're also doing a lot of other things where they're, they're hunting down these really rare films that still exist that are still good and hand rolling. Um, so, yeah, it, it's definitely supporting those in those projects, those creative projects. Um, and then also, of course, I'm interested in how we can use the platform um, and the interest that the community will will hopefully provide with with analog wonderland to leverage that and and start creation of some films that aren't currently manufactured now again i'm saying this as a probably quite naively because i know that there's lots of people already working on this in various guises within the community um but i love the work that for example you know stephen's done with cosmo photo that branding is is exceptional Mm -hmm. and i think it's really strong japan camera hunter obviously um is is brilliant and to come in two formats already is fantastic so people are still doing this and, and i think I'll, I'll lend my weight to it now whether that comes as analog wonderland branded whether that's the easiest way or whether it goes back to the start of the conversation and my role actually is just providing the the retail support and the the steady uh steady ordering and, and the logistics management and freeing up these guys to create and do it themselves I, I, you know we're way too early to tell but my goal is definitely not to sit on 170 films and think this is enough My goal is definitely to say look where 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 is next what do people want um as new photographers come in what ideas do they have and as i say what's what's brilliant is watching people take today's technology and apply it back to analog photography and that's brilliant and that's what the digital versus film debate totally missed the point on is actually if someone can use like uh you know the Revelog or double machine and and create a new look and a visual effect with digital technology, then that's only a good thing. And if we're only at the start of that journey, I mean, I have no idea what what that can lead to, but if we add chemicals, light, and then appropriate technology in the right period, it's really exciting to think what what the future can be. Um, So yeah, so as I say, I think 170 films is a great place to start, Um, but it's definitely not where we'll end.
0: I, yeah, I, so I, I think that's really exciting I, I i like that a lot i think it's it's really exciting and i think uh i i applaud the ambition and i look forward to uh well to being a customer to put it bluntly <laughs> um, I, think, I think that's going to be good can we can we i i've got a burning question to ask you right so mm-hmm. we are recording this three days before you open the store right mm-hmm. and i have to say i'm pretty impressed by the way you're holding it together at this point <laughs> <laughs> okay but the, our listeners are not going to hear the this
2: that are rolling
0: around my feet yeah <laughs> our listeners are not going to hear this until thursday morning uk time uh, uh so uh how are you going to feel on thursday and how are you going to feel on thursday night wherever you might be on thursday night
2: Oh, I firmly intend to be a blubbering rep on the uh, <laughs> You got
1: intent- to have a dream. Exactly,
2: <laughs> exactly. No, it's it, it, it's interesting because um, I think between the time of recording now and when it goes live, there'll be a few things that happen. So obviously we had the the great film giveaway uh, with a lot of support from different people across the industry. Um, so you know all, all the usual suspects, <laughs> Hamish and M, um, and then Double Revelog, um. Stephen and Cosmo Photo, um, and also Digital Lab. I want to talk about as well because they've been absolutely brilliant. I don't know whether you guys have used them before.
1: No, no, I'm not familiar with them.
2: So they're are um, a, a photography and printing lab in in Newcastle. Um, they're actually seven, I think 79 years old. They're on the third generation family-run photography lab. Um, and speaking to Jill there, who who runs it now, third third generation of her family to do it. And she's managed brilliantly the transition from, you know, the nineties in film photography through to the digital revolution and obviously a rebranding. Cause I don't think there was digital lab in the, in the fifties. Um, but what they, they've, they've maintained the expertise and the machinery to process C41 and black and white film, um, both developing and then printing. And obviously then they can do scanning as well. And when I talked to them, uh, First of all, about the giveaway, but now they're gonna do it, they're gonna support us ongoing. They were they were brilliant. And so not only have they thrown in, well, they they started off by saying, you know what, as part of the giveaway, we will give vouchers for somebody to get a free role developed with us. and um, because they they totally buy into this idea that the easier we make it for people new to film photography, the more likely they are to stay in it. And and that that sort of processing and you know, developing scanning, I think is a big barrier in people's mind who don't realise how easy it is. So they've helped with that. Then they actually decided to add on scans and prints because they thought, well, actually, if you're new to photography and you get a roll of an eggs back, <laughs> you're like, great. How do I <laughs> yeah. Do I Where does it fit in my computer? So um they're adding that very nicely. And then ongoing, all Analog Wonderland customers will get, uh, with their order, a 10% discount for developing printing and scanning with Digital Lab as well.
0: Now, I like Um, that. I like that. That makes the one-stop shop idea really come to life for me because when you were explaining the one-stop shop thing earlier, uh, I was thinking, well, what about the bit after you've shot it? But if you've you've got a a link up like that, that, that really does bring it together, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, exactly. And then it's a massive, to be clear, it's a massive leap of faith from them, which I greatly appreciate because they have a fantastic business that is based on the new digital world and their printing and and all that. The technology is just amazing uh, that they have, but they've maintained this expertise and this heritage, um, you know, technology and and they, you know, they're running fewer shifts than they were in the nineties. And they're saying to me, look, if we can get more people back into film photography, we think it's just an addition. People won't trade down, you know, people, professionals won't stop shooting digital, you know, people won't stop using their phone and, and won't stop recording, you know, uh, their daily lives. They'll just add film photography on top. Um, and if we can remove all those barriers, so again, you know, having free delivery on the first orders, people on the mailing list from Friday, you know, getting a great range. Um, we're going to try uh, there was a suggestion came through, I think it was Twitter about, um, you know, getting a bulk discount if you buy a certain number of films to stock up, you get a you get an automatic discount. So we'll look at that for the future. Um, and then when it comes, you get a voucher that you can send it off to this amazing lab, knowing that you will get back, whether scans, prints, the connects or combination, already at a great price discounted further um, and as a quality that you really like. And that's that for me is brilliant because I, I just try and think for someone coming in, you and I, and I always have in my head now, my younger brother, um, how can I make it so easy for him to enjoy this hobby that we all know and love that's that's where that growth will come from in the future
1: Um, it's it seems it's it's a bit like in some ways getting back to the 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 film photography that i grew up with of you shoot a roll of film you drop it in a you know prepaid envelope stick it in the post and then magically two weeks later you get some pictures turned back up again and it's kind of getting it
0: back to the point where it's as close to as that as easy as can be Oh, You totally got me, I was going to ask when the envelopes are coming <laughs> I love that idea I
2: love that idea I'm, I'm, just pause for a minute while I make a note
1: <laughs> I, Right, I, I want, uh, let me see 25% commission <laughs> 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 on, on an envelope,
2: yeah
0: so you can, yeah. Yeah. right Graham uh, I'm
1: I'm a ruthless money maker. We all uh, know this. He,
0: he, don't, I, so so but yeah, the, if you could, do that would be awesome. You know, um, I mean, there 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 are. Don't, so don't get me wrong. There there are. Uh, there are plenty uh, of, of labs that will help you with postage in some way, either postage in or postage back out or, or whatever it is. But I'm haven't, i I'm not aware of anything that gets us right back to the, the days of old where you know your, your film used to come with a, a, an envelope that then goes uh, back to the lab.
1: Yeah, uh, I really honestly, and I would really like it if it did, because although I do a lot at home, an envelope would be pretty great because then I don't even have to find an envelope because who has envelopes these days? Not me. Um, yeah. Again, yeah, can you get on that please, Paul? Uh, that would okay, be so if
2: cool. Jill, if Jill from digital lab is going to listen to this, uh, Jill, we need to have a chat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and Can you please, uh, find some cheap envelopes? Brilliant. Okay. Yeah. I'll have that time to do this, but it is interesting because I think that, um, that concept you say of making it easy, that's, you know, I'm going to say it again, <laughs> I'm going to sound boring, but fun and accessible. That's the point. Um, and of course, at the moment, there's there's loads of brilliant labs, and and there's loads of brilliant camera shops, and we're deliberately not playing in that sort of secondhand camera market because the complexity, the cost, the expertise is totally different. It's more like a, you know, just add a camera, <laughs> an analog wonderland, and and you are in. You know, that's it. That's all you need um, to be able to particip- participate in this hobby and 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 join uh, join the community that is absolutely incredible.
0: I, I, I think I think that's a pretty good summary of the ambition. Actually, I I, I like I like that a lot. I, I like that a lot. So I guess um, we, we've talked about it a lot that there's there's not a lot of doubt in our listeners minds at this point. What's the branding? <laughs> <laughs> um but we do of course like to give our, our guests a, 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 an opportunity to uh di- direct the listeners to uh their their place of business their instagram account whatever it is you like but i, I think i know the answer to this but where would you like our listeners to go
2: <laughs> so my personal instagram handle no <laughs> <laughs> and your moms please <laughs> yes this is all a grand conspiracy just to boost my personal instagram account from the 20 people who currently follow me i think um no, I think, yes, exactly. It's, it's So this is going out on Thursday. So um, it'll be 24 hours before we open our doors. Um, the big thing, if you if you sign up to the mailing list, if you go on to analogwonderland.co.uk um, on Thursday, you will be able to sign up to the mailing list. What that means is that at 8 a.m. on Friday morning, you will get an email with a, a unique discount code that gives you free delivery off your first order. The first 100 orders on Friday morning will also receive a free kodak gold 35 mil courtesy of kodak alari so thank you very much to those guys for, for helping us out there um so if you're on the mailing list then you get the uh, as i say the free 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 delivery on the first order first 100 orders on friday morning get the 100 gold and it's open to the general public on, at nine o'clock so mailing list members get an hour early access to pick up the really rare stuff or just have a have a little play And if you're listening to this after friday <laughs> uh, at 9am then please head to analog one and have a look around. Um sign up to the mailing list while you're there because we will continue to run the promotions, the giveaways, the discounts, the things that will that will drive it. We'll also share information around the community when things happen that we think will be useful for people to know about. Um, and, and also, of course, if you look at that and if you like Graham, see something on there, like 250 feet of a specific film <laughs> isn't available, or you have an idea for something else, then please drop me a line, paul at analogwonderland.co.uk. And, and I, will, I will look to, I will look at, at sourcing it because I think we're focusing on those 170 films. There will be a couple of accessories on there that people have already asked me for. So Film Retriever, um, I think. Yeah. I
0: should,
2: yeah, Film Retrievers will be on there because that is essential for any photographers. Uh, Hell fan. yeah. A, um, a Patterson a changing bag as well, another invaluable tool for <laughs> mishaps when you're out and about, um, and and Japan camera hunter film cases. So there's a couple of, of accessories there that don't take. I think keep us true to what we're trying to do of making it making it easy for people. But if you see something that you would really want us to list, um, you know, more 110 film, different APS. Just um, just drop me a line and I'll look at it because this store really is for the community. This store really is designed to to, to help people out and to be useful. So that's that's what we're about.
0: Cool thank you very much that's awesome I, I'm, I'm really excited uh, really great time uh for, for you but it's really exciting for us to to be uh, part of a conversation about uh, just as this is about to go live and uh, I, I i'm already on you said sign up on thursday i think i've already signed up on the mailing list is that do i have to go on thursday and sign again then
2: no 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 no, no. sorry if you're listening on thursday and you haven't signed up yet please do ah sorry if signed up you are you are good to go you will you will have an email eight o'clock friday morning with your discount code and the early access so do not fear
1: all right And can we just clarify that that's uh eight o'clock gmt <laughs> that
0: no, it won't be it. gmt it'll be british summertime won't it or whatever uk, time, time. UK, time. Time. Yeah. UK <laughs> time yeah because
1: there are people listening all over the world and um
2: this, this is I'm- true i i'm sorry americans it'll be the middle of the night um but yes this is this is uk london time
0: london time Big, okay there we time. go there we go all right brilliant well i wish you every success with that paul uh and uh yeah just just have fun with it go crazy uh, and be successful and with that uh i think it's time for us to take a quick break
1: i couldn't agree more i've got wine here to be drunk
0: And we're back for the break uh, where I've just been having a little giggle at the new Fuji film because it seems that Fuji have taken their colour scheme directly from Apple. I would like the pink one, please. We're oh, sort of gold. <laughs> anyway, what are we talking about? We're talking about the Instax Square SQ6, which was properly announced today, I think, after having been rumoured and leaked and threatened for some while. Um, inst- instant uh, thoughts and instant reaction. Paul, instant reaction to this camera.
2: I think it's yeah as you say we saw it two weeks ago my instant reaction is um I quite like it so I was I was pleased when the you know the intertact square was brought out um the film was announced but then the 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 weird camera watch when it was sq10 like weird hybrid digital that then sort of prints didn't make any sense this is a true analog camera on a bigger film
0: yeah I'm loving the intertact square since I've been shooting it which is all of a couple of months now um uh step up for me from the instax mini so uh yeah if this is a good camera that that could be that could be a a good thing couldn't it yeah graham instant reaction
1: uh yeah, I, I quite like the look of it, it looks quite sleek, quite smart. Um i d I'm just looking at the headline. Fujifilm announced the new Instax SQ six, the first square format analog instax camera. Uh, that's not that's not true. Technically not quite <laughs> true. <laughs> not true. But no, I mean it looks cool. Uh we you know, we, we kind of know what it's gonna be like capability wise. Um but I do like its sleek design. Um it's certainly more appealing than the old bubble instax mini
0: thing. That so. is true. They've give they've given Leica less space to you know to do design work haven't they this time round? You know,
1: yeah that's very true
0: for, for those of us in in the analog film community who would prefer to wait for the leica branded version to be released um, <laughs> does that mean you think that would the leica one be all like bubbly shaped do you think <laughs>
1: It might be. That would be a great uh, turn of events, wouldn't it? Um, but, yeah, I mean, as you, you're saying, it it's just does the kind of things you'd expect it to do. The one thing that's interesting, and I don't know whether you can speak to this probably more than I can, aid, is that they are um, taking a cue from Lomo and including some gels to stick on the flash with this one, um, which I don't know whether they've done that before with any of their cameras um, out the gate. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty so you sure some... they
0: haven't uh, because I've always had to tape flash gels over mine. So, yeah, so there you go. So that yeah, that could that could be interesting. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Well it'd be good to see um well it'd be good to see what what becomes of it when when people start to play with it. Okay, right. Yeah. Uh, but uh yes. Yes. It could be a bit of fun. All right. Just one quick thing before we move on though, uh Paul, um what if uh when you'd give taken a photograph of your North Korean colonel, if he had had Uh, if you'd also been able to keep a digital version of that uh, or print out multiple (laughs) copies. Boo. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) all right, let's move on. on. Listen,
1: I'm I'm just going to say on this one, right, we and i and i feel when we were at the um photography show uh they had the instax uh, square whatever it is the digital one there and um they've been very nice and they took a picture of and i've got this picture um actually i think right in front of me of um rach and uh toby um and they put you know put a cool black and white filter on it and um it's just not very good. I mean it's just it's black or white and it, yeah so <laughs> I think the camera can do better with its analog technology. thank you very much
0: All right let's let 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 let's leave it on that but I guess it's a uh, it, it's over to you anyway Graham because uh the, you know as well as um having uh been the done the sterling work between behind episode 100 uh, on the editing front that is um you're also running the cheap shots challenge.
1: Well, I mean, saying that I'm running it is definitely putting a little bit too much on there. But yes, it is Cheap Shots Challenge time. We talked about it, I think, last week. We've talked about it so much over the last week, I've lost track. I was actually, as recently as uh, the night before last, developing some Cheap Shots pictures. That's right, listeners. Now, you might be amazed I'm so ahead of the game here. Let me clarify. I am not ahead of the game. The cheap shots pictures I was developing was my better half's pictures because she has already (laughs) taken her pictures. Now, it was helped by the fact that the um, camera decided to rewind the roll of film halfway through. Um, So she only got 12 shots out of it. Um, But uh, yeah, so she's got some cheap shots pictures ready to go. We have got some more cheap shots pictures coming. in. We mentioned the ones from Paul Friday already. And then we got an email from somebody else, which I'll read in a minute. There are still a couple of weeks to go. I think the end date where the entry's going to have to be in is Saturday the 2nd of June. Um, so that's not far away, but you still have a couple of weeks. So my advice is let's not all leave it till the last weekend like happened last time, because I guarantee you're going to want to be involved with this Cheap Shots Challenge. For one thing, the subject is food, which is nice and easy, because there's so many different ways that we can go with that. The second reason Is because we've had a very kind offer from this lovely young man we've met called Paul. Paul, would you like to explain what that offer is?
2: Yes, absolutely. So um, I think uh, I love the Cheap Shot Challenge idea. Um, And I I listened into the last one. I didn't enter in time. Unfortunately, I'll have to add it to my list of things to do this time. But no, I think um, for the two winners, I'd love to offer an Analog Wonderland gift voucher of £25 each.
1: That's fantastic. That so, there you super go. Super
0: generous. Thank you very much indeed. Oh, no, so my, my pleasure. Pleasure. Yeah. And
2: it's to help uh, people
0: shoot cheaper cameras uh, more often.
1: No, that's really kind, really kind, and yes, let's get more curly cameras out there in the world.
0: And just to put that in perspective, I mean that the value on those vouchers is is probably more than you're allowed to spend on the camera itself for, that <laughs> for is. cheap shots challenge. <laughs> Very <laughs> yeah. true. What a great so, irony! You know, as a proportion of yeah, you know, that you 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 could actually turn this into this could be professional work for some of our listeners. If they've spent <laughs> twenty it's pounds, money-made. it's a money making scheme now. The cheap shots challenge. If you spend twenty pounds and you win twenty five pounds you know i mean we're not going to tell the tax man obviously um but uh you know you you could make more than your money back here
1: yeah yeah it's it's fantastic so now if ever you wanted an incentive because last time when mike was on it was a last minute surprise now you know listeners if you enter into the cheap shots challenge you stand a chance to win a 25 pounds worth of gift vouchers from analog wonderland so that is um pretty amazing and uh yeah i don't think we're allowed to enter our 8 or at least not into that part of the competition um so do get your entries in now we're going to do things slightly differently this time from the way we've done it in the past we still want you to send your two best pictures in to uh the sunny 16 podcast at gmail.com um and let us know the camera you got them on. Make sure it's a you know good cheap shots camera. Um, what we will then do is we're going to put these pictures up on a page on our website, because we have a website now, which is sunny16podcast.com. And then before the... So this is why we need them all in by the second. Before the judging show, we'll kind of go through and pre judge. And I think what we'll probably do is pick either the judge... Well, probably we'll try and get the judge to it, is pick one picture from each person who has entered so that we don't end up with too many pictures to go through. And that's what we'll then come down to on the judging show. If we end up with way more numbers than that, we may have to review that idea, but that's the plan we're going with at the moment. So get out there, get your cheap shots, cameras clicking away. There is no excuse not for getting pictures, get creative, get crazy. Let's see what you can do. And you stand to win an awesome prize. So get cracking. Um, I will actually read now. Um, let me find it so um we had an email come in on the subject of cheap shots he says scrolling 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 um and this is from oh i know why uh so it's from tony now i need to find tony's email because tony's got a really unpronounceable um (laughs) uh surname so obviously i have to have a go uh so tony so it was skokovic 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 Anyways, Tony, so thank you very much, Tony. Um, hello, Rachel, Aidan, Graham. First and foremost, thank you for the effort that goes in entertaining and inspiring all of us, your listeners, each and every week. Uh, your podcast is the best simply because it is real, honest in all its curiosity and commitment to the craft. No ads, no nonsense. Um, That's not true. There's lots of nonsense. No commercial agenda. Um, Great work. Thank you very much. Um, I'm glad that our ruse is working. Um, Our massive commercial agenda is going to drop any second now. We're going to to be (laughs) monolithic business. Cheap shots was something I always wanted to participate in, and this food challenge created an idea. I managed to grab a Minolta Highmatic G off eBay for $15 US, complemented it with a roll of Kentmere 400 I sourced from a central camera. Which is a one hundred plus year old store in Chicago's Loop. I don't know what that is. While I've on heard one of, of central
0: my... camera, it's it's uh, it's a uh, apart from having been around for hundred years, it's actually a, a quite well known camera store in the state, definitely. And do you know what Chicago's Loop is? Uh, yes, it's the loopy thing that goes around Chicago.
1: Good. I'm glad we clarified that. Um... Uh, da, 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 da. So, Cheap Shots were set to go. My initial idea was to focus on industrial food processors in my neighbourhood, a funky transitioning part of Toronto called The Junction. As photo walks do, I st- started noticing different things, and 72 frames later... I know, I cheated and shot two rolls of ketmere, but these two images are from the first one. I had different things to share. These two photos are of two restaurants from around the corner. First one... Coming soon is a window of a restaurant that has failed to stay open, and it is a third establishment at this location in the past six years. Rapidly changing restaurants are a sign of a finicky food scene in Toronto's Junction. The way food tastes and preferences change. The second, a hand-painted fish and chip shine and chip, shine, chip sign, <laughs> is from Jumbo Burger, a classic 1970s diner that is still a landmark in the neighbourhood. Perhaps the most interesting of it all, the two restaurants are two doors from each other. Yeah. The, greasy, yeah, the Greasy Spoon Diner is always busy and a trendy new restaurant at the corner that keeps trying to find the right niche. The contrast food scene in our neighborhood is how we eat and how we will choose to eat. All in two frames on Kentmere 400 with a Minolta Hymatic G. And yes, my reflection is in both photographs, so it is truly a reflection on the food scene in Toronto Junction. Uh, what I like most about this, as usual with photography, is how I walked out with one idea, explored, and arrived at an altogether different point. Fantastic experience. Thank you for the inspiration. From Tony. So that's great. Well, uh, a wonderful little story there. Um, and uh, yeah, two very interesting photos, which we will put onto our page when the time comes, but... Um, thank you very much for that tony and that's just a great example of one completely perhaps unique direction that this entire thing can go in so very cool i think that'll do it for cheap shot stuff no age hey, should we move on to the next thing <laughs>
0: yeah sure absolutely uh well more emails then i guess isn't it um so our uh, first one is from a f- uh, well friend of the show uh andrew bartram and uh He says, uh, hello, Sunbeams. Actually, before we start this, I haven't read this email, but if it's got anything to do with the photographs you're taking in France, Andrew, I'm enjoying those. Um, Keep up the good work. Uh, Anyway, he says, uh, hello, Sunbeams. First of all, belated congratulations on reaching such a grand old age. Uh, Is that a reference to you or the show? Now, that's the show, isn't it? It's the show. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, you are like a fine red wine, getting better and better with age. Well, you know, we do our best. You know? uh, I have listened to the first instalment of the Ilford visit and how very enlightening it was. Things have certainly changed at the sales and marketing front since my visit a few years ago. From an old gits point of view, I am encouraged to hear they are conscious of not throwing the baby out with the bathwater and neglecting their loyal followers of many years. The developments to their website and the pathway concept I think is a good one. In fact, I messaged my daughter and pointed her to the website as she struggles to get to grips with the Nikon FG20 I gave her recently. One question I had hoped you'd asked and I thought you were going to go there when you spoke about the new films coming to market was just how involved and supportive with those products are Ilford ooh is he asking oh, there the different ways you could interpret that question isn't it is that a, a sneaky insider question i would think that ilford have some unique manufacturing capabilities that offer smaller scale startups that could you make sorry i read that terribly though <laughs> the other the, never mind right so basically what andrew's saying is that uh, he's asking a question did you get any sneaky gossip Graham, about ilford being the power behind any of these new films that are coming to market
1: no, no, we didn't, and um and I was chatting to Paul about this a little bit earlier. Because the thing is, we were you know chatting away to Jars and Michelle about this, and um the reason we didn't ask about the other new films that, that are coming to market around them and, and their opinion, of it, because when all said and done, we were talking to the sales and marketing manager, and you know what he'd have said? He'd have said it's really nice to see new films coming to the market and we're really good to see a vibrant and diverse <laughs> range of stuff and it's good for all of us. Um, and and no more than that because they're not going to go oh yeah we make some of those or we don't. I mean I have no idea. I think Ilford are pretty busy making Ilford films at the moment. Um, I think they are very focused on their own production lines but I, you know, I could be wrong on that and they could absolutely be doing stuff for other people but I don't get the impression they are, um, but I'm sure Ilford are happy seeing um, new stuff coming to the market. I mean, what's what's your feelings on this, Paul? As somebody who has 170 different films in the shop,
2: <laughs> and also a background in sales and marketing, so um, indeed, I appreciate your compliments earlier. And um, I think the it, it's an interesting one. I mean, what I'm picking up from the conversations with Ilford, um, and I, and I mentioned it earlier, is actually. They've been surprised by the demand that's increased more than more than expected over the last three to six months. So I agree with you. I think they're probably quite busy trying to make Ilford films for Ilford photographers, which is fantastic. I think if you take a, a step back of of how would Ilford feel about these new guys joining, and again, coming from from a world where where we talk about this kind of thing quite a lot and brands and retail, I think there's definitely a, a piece. I think Ilford will feel great because I think they have the equity, they have the branding, they have the products that are fantastic, and and no one who's coming in now with new emulsions or new films are trying to challenge that. Uh, I don't, I might be wrong, but I haven't seen anyone come in and say, you know, we are going to create a technically better black and white film than Ilford. Um, they're coming in and saying, let's let's create something new, let's try something new, let's let's work something out and and bring a new brand or a new experience to to the market. And in that regard, then that's only going to help us because people are going to move in. They're going to be excited by the new stuff. And then when it comes down to, you know, they need a film to take to a wedding or or on a special holiday or with a baby, they're going to need a technically reliable film. And that's where Ilford will, I'm guessing, expect to step into the breach.
1: Good point. yeah i
2: couldn't
1: agree i mean i think and obviously when andrew wrote this the hadn't heard the the podcast the, the last one actually which in which we did have a bit of a chat with um with kevin and with andrew who are people who are very much involved in the manufacture of emotions about um you know what's involved in bringing new emotions and emotions new emotions <laughs> emotional emotions um to market and um and the fact that you know that is no small undertaking and it is not something that is done lightly no, um because andrew um but um yeah no it's it's an interesting question but no there was a there was a reason that I didn't ask and it wasn't for fear of causing upset it was just because I could kind of and <laughs> I I could guess what the answer would be so um fair do you want to finish up that email then Aid?
0: Yeah I'm gonna I have to say Andrew Andrew ends his email saying one last thing Jeremy definitely put on his telephone voice in that interview and he didn't insult anyone. That's because they could have kicked me out. <laughs> yeah well fair <laughs> enough yeah you know uh, it's a. Uh, uh yeah well there you go anyway never mind thank you very much uh andrew uh always good uh, good as always to hear from you mate uh next one over to you graham
1: yeah no, this is great now this is from joe baker and joe baker made it now and also i was quite pleased to see this because i didn't even know how it would work because there's a contact button on our website and i wasn't sure what was happening if people clicked on it and filled it in
0: but two people oh, did. God, so I, that, <laughs> that sounds a huh? bit scary <laughs>
1: <laughs> so um, so anyway, Joe, Joe writes, um, Dear Sunbeams, just wanted to join in with all your other fans in congratulating you on reaching 100 episodes. Well done. The podcast is always entertaining and very inspirational. Thank you for all you have done so far. Here's to the next 100. <laughs> also, can I be cheeky and ask you to plug our exhibition? You can find details on our Instagram account, which is at Paper Jam Norwich, uh, which for the Americans out there are spells, so that's uh, paper and jam, you can do that much, and then N-O-R-W-I-C-H. Some beams have until the end of the month to submit their photos, and the exhibition will be at the Norwich Playhouse throughout June. That sounds very cool, and I'm going to go and check that out once we are done here. All the best, Joe Baker, who is at evil underscore chutney. (laughs)
0: <laughs> there's got to be a story behind that handle hasn't there i've i've,
1: I've definitely eaten a few chutneys that are oh, oh, evil <laughs> possibly evil.
0: Uh, okay all right moving moving swiftly on then right i think i think this is uh, uh oh, no 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 i was i was Speaking a bit too early, this is not our final final email of the show, but this one is from the real Jeremy, uh, Jeremy North, of course. He's, uh, he starts with a song. You are my sunbeams, my only sunbeams. You make me happy when skies are grey. What a lovely thought. <laughs> what a lovely thought. And then he goes on to say grey, blue, pink or whatever colour, even black and white. Okay. Uh, 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 it's a correction, of course. Excellent. Uh, thank you for your two part so far. Ilford special. I did have to laugh in your audio build-up talking about the history of Ilford. Graham said it was from somewhere down south near London. Was it not Ilford in Essex, perchance? Well, Jeremy, it depends on your point of view. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you if you live more than about 150 miles from London, the two are practically inseparable.
1: Yeah, exactly. Also, we'll never know. We'll never know where Ilford was originally based. There's no way of finding that information now.
0: Uh, the, uh, oh, you could Google it. Shh. <laughs> 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 thus proving once again that we're not exactly the most factually correct podcast that you could possibly download but hey ho um our gibberish is is inspired and well-meaning <laughs> um right moving on uh anyway i've really enjoyed both parts so far and i think it's really mean of you graham and rachel to do such an amazing field trip without aid uh well do you know what uh jeremy i have to say it was all my fault why i couldn't make it um uh and uh Graham has uh sent me some fudge uh, uh, uh as a consolation prize uh, so I finally finally got a present of food out of Graham, which is um much appreciated. thank you mate.
1: It was my pleasure
0: <laughs> uh well actually, perhaps the truth is that you asked aid but he couldn't be asked to meet another bunch of strangers. <laughs> No, 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 it's definitely not that. Definitely not that. I actually, having heard the audio, I I was even more envious and gutted than I was when I found out that I wasn't going to be able to make it in the first place. Uh, Jeremy goes on. It was interesting to hear your discussion about the whole analogue thing with the Ilford people. It's not about film or digital. It's about the experience. I'm all about the tangible nature of film and the cameras It's not necessarily about the look or the process as digital can mimic both. The factory visit is fascinating too. I look forward to part three. Anyway, I thought about Ilford and its lack in my fridge. <laughs> so on Friday, as I listened to episode one hundred A, I walked into town to do some stuff. Here we have a full photo lab. Uh, this is Cheltenham, apparently. We have a full photo lab, probably the one, probably one of the last in the UK, possibly. If they're doing retail as well, I'm walking off the street. Uh, they also sell film, so I thought I'd put my money where my mouth is and vote for film with my feet and cash. Body parts and metaphors galore. Blimey. Uh, he goes on. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've actually
1: been to the shop so um jerry mentioned he's, it's a long time since he's been to the shop the darkroom i've used the darkroom when i was um last few rolls yeah yeah
0: yeah
1: they're good they're good um whenever i've got, had slides film developed in the past i've sent them off there so they're they're a, a good shop um where then they're jerry not is, a million
0: lucky. miles from you either are they i don't suppose no. Them.
1: they are not no, no they are not central <laughs> the universe where i live
0: uh well in, indeed yes yes um but uh, the less said about that, the better. <laughs> we indulge you, these little whims, but there you go. Uh, Jeremy goes on, he says, I always went there for black and white or 110 processing, but having home processed black and white and not shot any colour, 120 for some time, had no reason to go there. Barry has retired, but Alistair is still running the show. I love that we have these shops where the people that run them, are uh, part of the personality and, and the branding, like like Paul, what you were describing earlier on, it's you as know, awesome stuff awesome stuff uh, thankfully they've diversified into more than just processing and printing uh blah 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 la de, la de, la youtube yeah uh, okay oh and we should probably talk to him too sorry uh running through the end of that um i just uh, uh, uh there is um well let's put it this way the show has inspired jeremy to go out and buy some ilford film <laughs> That's good. I like. <laughs> that I like. There's uh, And
1: also, Jeremy does include a link to the um, YouTube videos that the Darkroom are doing, and I will include that link in the show notes so we can all go and check, because um, I certainly like the work the Dark Room are doing uh, as a lab, so I will absolutely include that. Thank you, Jeremy. I, I won't give it short shift like that evil bugger Ray just did. Um, I'm sorry, Jeremy. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> actually, the one thing I wanted to ask you about, Paul, of the many things I want to ask you about... Hmm. Um, other than the film are you going to be doing chemicals at any point because i know that chemicals are a a bit of a different ball game with regards to posting and packaging especially to different countries is that a thing that's going to be available now or in the future
2: so yeah it's it's something that we've talked a lot about and um and a lot of people have been asked on social media so not available at the start i think we set ourselves the ambitious task of listing 170 films and and getting them all sorted um and, and and adding anything else would be difficult. The other thing that we've done is design uh, packaging uh, specific to film dimensions that will fit through letterboxes. So
0: obviously awesome. one of the annoying
2: things about you know buying buying online is you then have to be in. That that won't be true with us because it will fit through the letterbox. Fitting <laughs> fitting two and a half liters of, of liquid through a letterbox uh, unless you pour it. I so. was going to
0: say all you need is a <laughs> funnel. <laughs> yeah, <exactly.
2: laughs> so maybe maybe that's another idea. I'll, I'll, I'll buy a colostomy thing. bags. So, so honestly, the answer is we're not going to do it from the start. But if people think it would be a good addition, then of course we'll look at it and we'll, we'll, we'll pay it some proper attention.
1: Cool. Okay, last email is from past guest and very much friend of the show, NASA Hammered. Um, NASA writes in, again, using the comment button on our website. I'm so pleased that this is working because I just left it there and thought, well, <laughs> let's see what that does.
0: Glad to know the website is, is attracting people. Yes,
1: thank you very much. Please visited and clicked on stuff, Um, even though it's already out of date because I haven't added the last two shows. But I'll do that tonight. Um, NASA writes, "Hello, sunbeams. Congratulations on your hundredth episode. I always look forward to new episodes of your show every week. I'm not a cricket fan because who is? But a hundred not out is a superb innings in anyone's book. And here's to the next one hundred and beyond." I found the backstory of when Ade and Graham met in Oxford very interesting because I know the photographer whose exhibition they went to see in the back garden. It was Paddy Summerfield, and he still lives in the house where his parents lived. I have known Paddy since the early 90s when he was a customer at the film lab I worked at. And not only is he a great photographer, but he's also incredibly knowledgeable about other photographers, and I always enjoy visiting him to discuss photography and photo books. His follow-up book to Mother and Father was the Oxford Pictures, which I highly recommend. Cheers, NASA. Um, I can confirm that his follow-up book, the Oxford Pictures, is awesome because I do own that um,
0: I remember uh, when you got that, you were very, very excited. It was a Christmas present or something, wasn't it?
1: It was indeed. It was indeed. And it's great because it's a selection of pictures that that he took during his youth growing up in Oxford. And um, there was an excellent podcast, uh, um, an episode of Photographica, which is a a, a photography podcast, which doesn't come out terribly often, but it's definitely worth seeking out. It is Um, a really good one,
0: actually. I like Photographica.
1: Yeah, and he did an interview. Um, uh, I promise, I'm blanking on the name of the chap now who, um, who uh, does a photographic. Art. Uh, uh,
0: yeah, me too. Um, yeah. Uh, a oh, very Alex. well-spoken chap who lives on the Portobello Road and is and is a fine art printer. Uh, as, as a pro- by profession, he is a fine art fo- photograph printer.
1: Yes, it, it's Alex, and then a long surname. Sorry, Alex, <laughs> you'll never hear this. So it's fine. Um, <laughs> Schneiderman. Uh, Some, yeah possibly. something like that yeah. yeah anyway sorry listeners this is um just driveling crap whatever the correct term is um <laughs> but he did uh he had a chat with um paddy Summerfield, and it's great because it was just really interesting to hear what what the kind of the thoughts behind the pictures were and yeah he's an interesting guy definitely uh worth seeking out and um and, and is a book that i am very fond of and yes and mother and father really is kind of an amazing book as well um especially when you know the backstory with it so awesome and lovely to hear from you NASA. thank you very much
0: mm, yes indeed i think that brings us to the end of the show does it not i think it does bring us to the end of the show it certainly does well i tell you what uh, then it's time to say thank you again to paul paul have you enjoyed yourself
2: oh massively um it's always a pleasure to uh to virtually meet the voices behind the show. So, no, thank you very much. Honestly, it's um, it's, it's been a, it's been a great honour to be on the Sunny Sixteen podcast. Congratulations on a hundred shows. Thank um, you. Yeah, definitely. I look forward to the next hundred.
0: Well, well I wish we should stop saying that.
1: <laughs> I honestly thought we were done at hundred.
0: No, you've had a, you thought we were done at four.
1: <laughs> I didn't have a lot of self confidence. I
0: remember there was there was a there was a good period of time where you thought we would never make it to ten shows. So, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well done. You've just had you you you've had a you've had a very very busy week editing all of that marvelous uh, audio from the Ilford visit. So I can appreciate your. Uh, uh a a little bit exhausted with the whole thing but well done for persevering mate uh yes so okay so thank you again paul uh listeners please head to analogwonderland.co.uk and for those of you of a north american persuasion that is the english spelling of analog with a u and an e on the end of it um and register for the register for the website Okay, um I would like to just say a quick shout out actually uh, uh just a instantaneous shout out to Hamish who uh, bravely defended our honor on Twitter <laughs> this week so <laughs> thanks mate um I wouldn't believe a word of that horrible nasty stuff that Graham says about you all the time. um you're all right by me um listeners, you can get in touch with us uh we are I've got to get used to this list now because the list keeps changing. We are now sunny16podcast.com um that took nearly two years to get it sorted but again this graham is the is the is the person who's been behind getting that all sorted so again graham thank you very much you uh, uh yeah w- well above and beyond in the last week or two weeks or three weeks on, on getting all this stuff sorted uh you can find what's left of graham on instagram <laughs> <laughs> uh whilst he recuperates from his, his enormous efforts for the for, in support of the show uh that is, of course his sunny 16 podcast on instagram uh, you can find me and occasionally graham uh we're sort of sharing it at the moment um on the twitter's uh, sunny 16 podcast rachel on facebook uh you can email us as well sunny 16 podcast at gmail.com and remember that one particularly for your cheap shots challenge submissions over the next couple of weeks I think we're nearly there. Uh, Just lastly remains to thank Rocha, uh, Rachel's band, whose music we use on the show and the tune you're listening to in about 20 seconds time is called Promises I Should Have Kept, uh, which you can get on Spotify, Amazon or iTunes. That's it, folks. Uh, It has been a joy and a pleasure to talk to you as we begin our second century. Um, We will be back next week. Take care. Goodbye. Bye! Bye.